You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week in person here in the studio are Sam Claiborne. Yeah, right here. That's what's up. Colin Stevens. Hey, gamers. And Justin Davis joins us remotely from an undisclosed location. Scoop. And uh, we know we have limited time with Justin today. He's going to have to be excused early, but I will keep an eye on the clock. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Resident Evil 4, the remake, the latest game to get a 10 out of 10 from IGN this oh year. Oh, my gosh. OMG. We'll also talk about The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. But first, let's briefly discuss the Last of Us finale mm. on HBO. Mm-hmm. We've all seen it. Justin, have you watched it? Uh, I'm halfway through the season, but I don't mind. I played the game and everything, so <laughs> well, I'm yeah. good. We can, we can discuss. Okay. And if we do, we'll, we'll let you know if we're going to spoil anything, first of all. But just first of all, overall, as, as we said before, I really liked the, the whole, I liked the whole series. thought it was great. My only complaint with the finale is uh, the same complaint I've heard from some other people is that maybe it was a little bit rushed. Felt mm. a little bit rushed. I've, the season was nine episodes long. Like, why not just make it ten? Just so we could spend a little bit more time building Ellie and Joel's relationship, so that when the thing happens, it's even more like mm. of a mm. you know a, a gut punch, if you will. I don't. Do you, anyone feel the same way? Well, I thought that it was. Uh, I thought the last episode was a little corny. It was the only other episode that went full video game besides the sniping scene because of the ladder stuff. Or? Uh, well, that that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, which I liked. I kind of liked that nod, but it was just the Doom part, which I was just like, okay, well, we're just doing a full third-person shooter for a little while. I, mean, said. Yeah. I don't know I, how else you do it, though. Yeah, you That's know? a good point. Um, I guess we should say spoilers also. Maybe, so, uh, yeah. maybe uh, yeah. They, the rest of the show found a way to not do that, mm, though, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of surprised, and they had to even establish that Joel was a uh, sharp shooting uh, person by in the recap showing the sniping scene again. I was like, why are they showing that? It's like, oh yeah, that's right, because yeah. he's just going to mow gonna... down a bunch of people, <laughs> yeah. which I just thought was like unpleasant to watch, and I didn't like it. Hmm. Did you feel the same way about the game though? I mean, the whole show is unpleasant to watch, yeah, and that's it's... kind of the intention, I know. But I also think Joel's character kind of like get, gets a little strange at the end there, and I don't know. I don't know. I liked a lot of episodes of that show, but that one wasn't my favorite one. Well, it's. Hmm. That, I mean, what happens at the end is like that's the whole meat of like the it game is. and the story to me. It is. Mm. Probably, yeah. I think, probably to everyone else. So it's like I, I knew that was coming. I, w- I was a little bit more affected by it in the game, but maybe that's just because I played that first, experienced that first. And mm-hmm. Th- mm-hmm. so this is like a second re- a retelling of that, it. I, yeah. I would completely yeah. relate to that. I think, I think the most interesting thing about the episode is the beginning section with uh, uh, Ashley Johnson yeah, being cool. Ellie's mom, mm-hmm. which is, which is a, a weird, trippy thing. That was like that a was, fan guess of what yeah, happened. Yeah, another too. very unpleasant thing to watch, but, but well done. For yeah. sure. But, but, but having it like have an explanation for why 
why Ellie is immune. Usually I'm kind of against that, like over explaining stuff in sci-fi, but I think it was like a simple enough explanation and it made enough sense that like, oh, her mom got bit right before like the umbilical cord got cut. <clears throat> Something happened in that process and now she's immune. It's like, okay, you know, I can, I can live with that explanation. I didn't need it, but I like it. Yeah. It's, it's a good and, enough And it's ambiguous enough that like that, it could have just been showing like a horrible, you know, Ellie coming into the world existence and yeah. maybe that wasn't how yeah. she got her. Well, and, and they also um, explained a little bit more in the hospital, Marlene mentioned like how a vaccine would work in this scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that in my mind, I've always been like, how would that even work? Because vaccines don't work on, on fungus. Like mm -hmm. there's no vaccines mm -hmm. for fungus. But now they're talking about like messengers and how it would sort of trick them into thinking they were already infected so it wouldn't start infecting them. And it's like, okay, I can, I can also live with that explanation. Sure. And Resident Evil, you have to physically remove the parasite from your neck orifice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> What are the odds that um, Ellie's mother is the only pregnant woman that had been bitten in all those years? No, that's why I think it's ambiguous. But she was why that if that was actually well, no, but like she was. It was right at the moment of birth, though. Right? Yeah, like that's yeah. the whole that's thing. That's the key. That's the key. It, was, it yeah. only. It was only like a second. Yeah. And this the, the, also, my, you know, I was watching with my wife. I mean, like it all happens. She kills the zombie, and then she looks down. The baby's just there. I know. My wife was like, that is "Bullshit!" <laughs> that is the most intense adrenaline rush in the history of man. Yeah. I one thing that like because they like to use <laughs> talk about a rushed like, episode, right? Yeah. yeah, right. But yeah, no, it was it was it was an interesting section, and I and I liked that it was there. But besides that, it was the episode that probably like stuck the closest to the games. Mm -hmm. Um, for better and maybe a little bit for worse, just because I think the game probably executed it a little bit better. But I still think it. I think I think it landed well enough, and it did everything it needed to to set up whatever is going to come next for, for yeah. the second season. Yep. I think the coolest thing, besides like, hey, this is a video game thing that's easy to watch, which have existed before, Wreck It Ralph. Um, uh, th there's a and, and Detective Pikachu. I'd argue also, but um, the uh, the cool thing about it, I think, is also is like it gave me a reason to watch a, a zombie like show that was fun, and I watched it. And I was like, I never, yeah. I'm never going to do this again after 10 seasons or whatever of The Walking Dead. Like, I never need to watch a zombie thing ever again. And I was like, hey, yeah. this was a good excuse to do it, and I like it. But as a lot of people point out, the zombies are, you know, the infected are very downplayed. Mm. What know? if we're The Walking Dead? What if, <laughs> what if we're the infected? Uh, Wait, oh, I, so, like, go ahead, Justin. I think the show, well, I just like, you know, I mentioned I'm not all the way through the season yet because just it's so... It's so good and it's so well done. It's like the best television, right? It's going to deserve all the accolades that it gets. But like every night I sit down with my wife and I'm like, hey, do you feel like 100%. being emotionally devastated <laughs> yeah. tonight? I know. Nope. I don't feel okay. I don't feel like that either. So it's like, you Ted Lasso it, it is. seems like I, know. I was like, well, we also have to catch <laughs> exactly. up and party down before the new season. And that's been happening. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I just like, no, I don't ever feel like being that emotionally devastated. So it's like. You know, like it's made by the same guy that made Chernobyl, right? Which was like so good, but it also has the historical context and just the horrifying nature that it's kind of based on a true story. And it's a six episode limited run. Whereas with Last of Us, I'm like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Um, but, but the giraffes. We'll get through it. The giraffes, the palate yeah, cleanser the of The Last of Us. Which I, I thought, I, I was, when I just watched it, I was like, well, those are CGI giraffes. But no. They're real dress. They're real. That's how good. That's where they spent their budget. That head and neck. <laughs> that was the real furry deal. Yeah. They're like, we can have clickers in this episode or, or a giraffe. <laughs> do you think do you think it's hard for the actors? So the actors have to ask, act, you know, Pedro Pascal can't be himself. He has to be Joel reacting to the draft. But I would be so delighted <laughs> and just like just like yee, just like so happy to be meeting and petting a draft that I don't feel like I'd be able to act in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, Maybe they let them get to know the drafts first. Drafts are so weird looking. You could drop them into any Star Wars scene. Totally. And they would look right at home. They're yeah. extremely strange. Yeah. Yeah. Look at these dumb animals in Star Wars. Why do <laughs> yeah. they do this? It's so yeah. prequel. <laughs> yep. No, highest blood pressure of any mammal. And it makes true? sense when you think about it. Yeah. Well, I, I was just telling you guys, I worked at Disney World, did their college program uh, like five years ago. And when I worked at Animal Kingdom, I had to learn a bunch of animal facts. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that stuck with me the most. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, yep. watch, you gotta watch the salt in those eucalyptus leaves. <laughs> they have freaky tongues, too, as I just discovered. Oh, yeah. They're very the rough. Show. Oh, yeah. Um, but I like to feed one that looks really adorable. Yeah. You can do that at most zoos. Yeah, I think the San Francisco Zoo allows yeah. you to feed them. Yeah, you can. Um, the one thing I want to say, at the end, Joel seems a little, like, cuckoo. And I, it's I been so long since I've played mm, the game. Do they portray him that way at the end of the first game? He seems, he's starting to seems a little crazy. I know he's like, he realizes what he's done. 
And he has to deal with that, and he also has to lie to Ellie. Maybe mm-hmm. he's trying to make himself believe the lie. Yeah. I think they did it in the game, but mm. I think they played it up a little bit more Maybe. this time. Mm. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they handle the second game. I think it's doing something uh, uh, unusual for me. It's As I, like, play back the story in my mind, I think it's making me like the second game more <laughs> mm. than I, I did when I first played mm-hmm. it. I can, I can relate to that, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, wonders never cease. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Resident Evil 4, the remake. Uh, the review is up by the time this episode will be out. Our reviewer, Tristan, re- reviewed it for us. Is that right, Sam? That's right. Tr- Tristan, Tristan uh, in Australia, and gave it a 10 out of 10. The latest uh, 10 out of 10 from IGN. Sam the gave... the second remake of a GameCube game that got a 10 out of 10 this <laughs> That's year. That's right. That's amazing. You gave wow. Metroid Prime Remastered a 10. Yeah. Uh, then we gave Dead Cells Return to Castlevania a 10. Uh-huh. And then Tom Jorgensen, who's off stage producing this episode right now, gave John Wick 4... A 10 out of 10. Something we can't talk about because I haven't seen it yet, but I'm so excited. Yeah, John that's great news. Mm-hmm. It is a, it, you have, it is a, an expensive commitment for my wife and I to go to the movies these days, but mm. I will do it for John Wick 4. Mm. Um, and now Resident, Resident Evil 4 has gotten a 10 out of 10. Uh, we're all playing it. Yes. Justin, probably not playing it, but he also, Justin, you're not a spooky game guy, right? No, uh, but I did play, like, I think the last horror games I can remember playing all the way through was Resident Evil 4. And it was yeah. great. Um, and it's like, and I, and I'm excited to learn that this remake, like, it just felt like, like Resident Evil 4 felt so good. It didn't feel that like old and dated that this remake has sort of proven its reason to exist and, you know, delivered on its promise. So yeah. I'm happy to see that. It's great. I'm in chapter seven, which is right at the castle, mm-hmm. uh, beginning, mm-hmm. which I think is right around where Sam is. I love you about can see the castle yeah. in that game. In the original oh yeah. Too. At the like, lake. You always yeah. kind of yeah. see it. You're like, oh, yeah. that'd it's be cool so good. if we go there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does a similar effect that they did in eight, where they like sort of visually yeah. contextualize no, where you're all the entire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's almost like an Ocarina of Time. Where you're like, oh, there's the volcano, mm-hmm. there's the Deku tree. You know, yeah, I are we we're allowed to swear now, right? On the well, show, you know, I didn't mean to open the floodgates. Mm-hmm. I just got really upset about. Can those I say one swear? Buffs. You can say a swear. This but, game is so fucking good. It is. It is. I, it, there's something about the original Resident Evil 4, which is one of my, it's in my top 10 favorite games of all time, yeah. where it's so meticulously designed that you can constantly feel like the, the thread of the creators just sort of mm-hmm. pulling at you and designing everything around you. And it just feels so natural at the same time, where like you'll be very close to being out of ammo, mm-hmm. and then you'll uh, finally like get some, some extra ammo in some sort of way, and you feel so gratified because you're the reason why you went out of your way and you got that ammo. And then when you have too much, you'll go through a section and just be like, oh, crap. Like, I'm, I'm out. Everything's done. I can't do this anymore. It's all actual the... risk and reward. It's Ab- like, when you get rewarded, you're like, whoa, I can't yeah. believe I just wasted all that ammo, but I'm going to be okay because this thing just Exactly. Happened. And the ebb and flow is, like, so satisfying throughout yeah. the entire game. The it weapon is. upgrading is just as satisfying as it ever was. The attache case is even more satisfying than it Love that was. thing. It's so good. Easy sort? Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Worth that the is price great. alone. It really is. I feel, I feel like I'm cheating when I do it, but then I'm like, mm, yeah. You hit that button, good. you're like, <laughs> and and it even sort of sorts of like putting all the weapons next to each other because that's the way yeah. I would have done it anyway. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, exactly. It's, it's so good. I I have not finished it yet. I am about at the the castle as well. I'm uh, like halfway through the castle, but if it is as good as it has been through the end, um, this will replace the original for as one of my top ten favorite games, and I might even move it up my list a little bit. Mm-hmm. I adore this game. Uh, well, Resident Evil 4 Remake. So I'm approaching it. I played the original, but never revisited it mm. since then. Didn't mm. play any of the re-releases, the Wii Remake, or the, yeah. the Wii port. Um, so I only remember the broad strokes, but man, I'm loving it. The combat feels so good. Mm-hmm. And I think people will find, as I did, it, it's pretty tough. The game's pretty tough, especially right out the gate. I think in, it's what's available in the demo, that village area. You just get swarmed with people. Mm-hmm. And so like, mm-hmm. soon after you yeah. start the game, yeah. you're in a... a, a, a a flight, a fight or flight scenario, mm-hmm. yeah. which the game kind of tells you to flee, mm. but you get rewarded That's the thing. Yeah. if you take <laughs> on get... a bunch of enemies, yeah. which mm-hmm. is really funny. And there's like, you know, it's such a good scenario. And that, I, that just that happens later in the original game, and it mm-hmm. really start it ramps up the difficulty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something that happens yeah, in that say, say, section that isn't really a spoiler because everyone can play it now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's right. It's the demo, right? In, in, in the demo, yeah, where it's it's sort of what indicated to me that like, oh, they really put like an insane amount of thought into this remake. If you climb up the ladder into the tower, what I always used to do is I would cheese it and I would sit up there and I would just shoot people as they tried to come up the ladder. Yeah, because they fall down as soon as you hit them. Exactly. Level. Yeah. You try to do that yeah. now, the floor will collapse on you. 
it knows no, no. that you're gonna like try to cheese the system, and it's, it's like, shocking. no, 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 no. Yeah. Did that? Did you try that? It's really it, funny. It, like, it yeah. genuinely scared the hell out of me, and then I was like, gotta run. These remakes have gotten so good at like preying on your expectations. Mm-hmm. Like I remember mm-hmm. the Resident Evil remake with the dogs busting through the windows, oh, right. and then mm-hmm. and then it doesn't happen, but then it does happen mm-hmm. later, and like. Mm-hmm. You, you know, relying on people's nostalgia and memories, but also like playing tricks on you. Like it's so good. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that Capcom are really the masters of like, like this is an action game, right? So they want you to feel powerful and have like a lot of tools and weapons at your disposal, but they still don't ever want you to feel safe. And mm-hmm. sort of like that balance of like, no, this is a dangerous place and you will get mauled and killed, but you still have like an arsenal at your disposal. Like that's really, that's really tough to get right. And so, you know, even though they're not my kind of games, like I definitely commend them for, uh, for really, you know, Capcom, they're just the masters of it. Yeah. Tristan, our reviewer, I think he described it perfectly that Resident Evil 4 is like a roller coaster ride where in between uh, segments of the ride, you're, you're in these like um, close quarters standoffs where you have swarms of enemies mm-hmm. coming at you. Mm-hmm. And I, I will, I'm playing on the standard difficulty. I will often die in those uh, swarming sections, but the combat's so fun, I don't really mind when I have to mm-hmm. just start over again. It's just like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'll just play this fun combat scenario again. Yeah, the swarming sections. Uh, you know, the more I'm playing this version of it, the more I realize that, like, Resident Evil 5 actually did have a lot of Resident Evil 4's DNA in it. It does, yeah. It just sort of maybe went a little mm-hmm. bit too over the top, and I think, actually, the, the multiplayer probably broke it a little bit. Um, yeah. You can't really be scared when you have That's someone with it. you. Yeah. You can't really do the attache system when you're, like, trading stuff all the time. There's a lot. And, and all the, like, the, the encounters are sort of uh, structured around um, two people playing at once, especially, like, bosses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you're mm-hmm. playing alone, which I feel like most people probably played that game alone, mm-hmm. it, it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely think, like, we, we, we've been talking about this a lot, but, like, the next game that they remake, we don't know what it'll be. I think if they took on five, I think they could really turn that from a good game into something, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. But part of me is, like, they might have to take out multiplayer, which would be super ironic because that's the best part of that game. Mm-hmm. But um, I, at this point, I think that this, this team who is making this game is so good that they could remake any of the options in front of them and they would make something really good. This is, I mean, they're having the best run of Resident Evils that the series ever. has ever had, yeah. Yeah. starting with the remake. Yeah. Well, I guess, no, starting with 7, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's been so close from the announcement to release, too, which is a really exciting... Yeah, it's usually less than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to g- cover some like basic things. It looks amazing. The like the enemies look really scary and cool, and they react to your weapons in really amazing ways, and they're really gross. Uh, better than I think any game that's ever done it, uh, with the exception of the Dead Space remake, which does it in a different way with the, a lot of limb def- deformation stuff. But this game d- does great stuff with that. Uh, it, uh, you had mentioned that like some of the cutscenes don't look as good as maybe two or three. I was saying the environments mm-hmm. look great, but maybe the facial animation mm-hmm. isn't as good as... Yeah, it's hard. For, I, I think the beginning, it's that's kind of melted away for me now because mm-hmm. I don't care as much yeah. anymore. Um, so there's that, but yeah, there's parts of the game that look great. And then the other thing I wanted to point out is that like if you have if you you know have played a lot of Resident Evil Four, they they have completely added so much content and yeah. and, and, that's and I, reshuffled things. I thought you could speak to that a little bit better than I it, could. It's fascinating, and I, yeah, mm-hmm. and I've played a, a lot like like you have like I've played a, basically on every system, but I've beat it on every system, including Switch recently. Um, and uh, and the Wii was my favorite version until now. I really like that version. But they um, they basically will take like an environment that you know, and then the corridors between that mm-hmm. have a, a, a lot of things that happen. Uh, whether you know it, it, some of it's side quests that people know about, right? There's the, there's other things, but there's other things which are just like this is an, this is a, a a dwelling environment for villagers that they just didn't show before. Mm-hmm. And it has multifaceted parts, maybe like, you know, a new way to retraverse it when you go back through. And it becomes that opening area before the castle, because I haven't been to the castle. Um, I'm right at the edge of it. It's a Metroid game. Mm -hmm. It's like you do so much stuff in that where you can go back and like do things and get, uh, you know, certain things that open paths that you wouldn't before mm-hmm. including like the Ashley stuff which is like mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. getting an upgrade like there's just all kinds of stuff where you're you're, you're retraversing and, and every time it's interesting and they add things to make your retraversal interesting yeah and side i can't quests. wait for people to play it yeah it's uh, yeah. yeah not just the side quests but uh you know sometimes you just go back through an area and you're like whoa this set of enemies is mm-hmm. here 
and it's not what you expect, and it's really, really fun. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of New people enemies, considered Resident Evil 2 sort of the gold standard for how you do a remake mm-hmm. of that type. You know, not a one-to-one. Yeah. Not something completely and, different. And you're taking a game that's like so primitive compared to what we have now and that. Yeah. That yeah. that jump is incredible. And yeah. they tried to, as much as they can do that with this. Yeah. But you could break the game with doing that. Mm-hmm. You can't... Mm-hmm overdo Resident Evil 4 or like it won't yeah. have that DNA that everybody loves. It's already a 10 out of 10 game, yeah. you know, or whatever you gave it, a 9.3 yes. or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I now consider this, again, haven't finished, so I can't 100% say this without, no, if something goes weird and I end up disliking the game, I doubt that would happen. I think this is the new gold standard for, for remakes moving forward. And you, you also recently uh, finished Dead Space 2. Yes, um, and that Resident one is Force a much is a, more a one-to-one. Game. Yeah, that one's a much more like faithful recreation of mm-hmm. the original Dead Space. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one takes more liberties, but it also like, it doesn't throw away nearly as much as like Resident Evil 3 did, which I liked 3 Remake, but it did remove a lot of content f- mm-hmm. f- to its detriment. This one, anything that's removed doesn't feel like, it feels like they very much weighed these decisions and were consciously taking things out when they yeah. did take things out. Yeah, your whole comment about how designed it feels is like exactly right. It's like the smartest game developers in the world are working on this game and clearly having a blast working mm, on it. And it's mm. just like, you just feel it. You feel like there's a magic coming from these remakes right now. And it's just so cool like to be living through this time. Yeah. It's great. And, and I've got so many games I have to play right now I know. that I'm gonna, I'm, I am immediately going to play this on New Game Plus. Yeah, I do not I care. I, I, sorry, sorry to the five games that I'm sitting on. I'm going to replay this yeah. immediately. I still want to get back to Octopath yeah. 2. I still want to finish uh, Return to Castlevania, but mm-hmm. I'm 100% in on I mean, this, RE4 right now. Justin. If it's if people are watching the video version, like I'm, I'm so stressed out watching this footage. It's like Leon. <laughs> oh man, we get out of there. Yeah, we don't see the footage. We yeah. just get the four up. Oh, here we are. <laughs> oh, we've been, we've just been watching B-roll of him just like scrabbling around and oh, getting yeah. knifed I, by villagers, and it's like. Ooh. I think it's worth it's worth mentioning if there's people who are scared of horror games. Uh, this I would say is less like capital H horror, like jump scare type stuff no. and more, more <laughs> overwhelming than anything. And I think that has to do yeah. with like the mobs and it's scary in that way for sure. But there's less jump scares in this than I would say is in like four or in uh, two, two. personally. Yeah, so. There's a lot of drop kicks. There's a whole lot That's, of drop kicks. It's in also very, it's very video gamey. Oh, 100%. As a, as it's a, so video And game. I remember Chris the first it. time I played through Resident Evil 4, I didn't use that ammo saving maneuvers, mm. which, which is that, which is like, you could use you know, your knife to do a bunch of things, which they augment a lot in this game. Mm-hmm. But you can do a lot of like, you know, shooting out legs and kicking and stuff like that. And I then my subsequent playthroughs, I got really good at that because I was playing on professional difficulty or whatever. And like, I, I've always liked 100% these games. And so when I was playing through this one, it's just like, it is really funny. Like if someone watches me play, it's so stupid because I obsess, <laughs> like I don't kill anything. By, without like getting one kick in, so it's like there'll be six enemies, and I'm like, <laughs> so it's like a martial like, arts game. Knee knee kick, yeah. knee knee kick, knee knee kick, and then yeah. run away as far as I can, and then just so I can do that more. <laughs> it's, and it's so stupid. It's ridiculous. I've been just capturing footage for like fun social stuff for our social platforms, mm-hmm. and so anytime that you get into a combat like encounter where things start going crazy. I'll capture footage and it happens all the time and like I'm not like amazing at video games or anything but it's so well designed that like even like the 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 blocks and stuff with the knife happen so naturally that I don't even have to think about it and that's so rare in games and like there'll just be like a sequence where there's an old lady coming at you you deflect her thing her pitchfork with a knife Mm -hmm. you uh groundhouse kick her in the face you shove your knife in her throat while she's on the ground her head pops off and a giant like parasite comes out yeah. you shoot that with the shotgun and then you roundhouse kick her again and it's just like this game is so awesome yeah yeah it does the the original did a very good job of like making you feel it's not like the best in video games at mm. this but making you feel powerful of just like like shooting an axe out of the yeah. air oh, I love and it. you I just love do so it much. by reflex. Yeah. It just feels so cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, when they when the enemies hold up a dynamite <sighs> yep, and they're about to throw it, if you hit it and they blow up, it's so crazy graphic in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Like it just vaporizes very, them. And they're chunks. And the sound is like insane. It reminds me a lot of Last of Us Part Two on, on the like gore level. But also like mechanically, I, I still think Last of Us Part Two is probably a bit more fluid than this game. But like... If there's one thing that like no one can really fault Last of Us Part Two on, it's its gameplay, like for, like uh, chops. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is very close to that, like from moment to moment gameplay. And yeah. it's like, damn. Yeah, it's great. Um, 
Leon. <clears throat> Leon is very yeah. uh, stoic 80s action yes. hero type protagonist. One-liners. He still says his one-liners, yeah. though. But I just... Don't you think he should have acknowledged the events of Resident Evil 2 at some point? He, like... He's just like, this is kind of like what happened. He, yeah. he doesn't say anything like that. He just mm. takes everything that's happen, happening right now in yeah, this village. Yeah, he'll be like, that was weird. Yeah, well, I've never experienced anything like this before. But then he starts doing the, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like, I don't know. He'll be like, you know, should have chosen another guy or yeah, something yeah. like this. Just a dumb, dumb one line. <laughs> You'll get a headshot yeah. with a shotgun. Who's that's next? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's like the zombie movie. Like every zombie movie has to make a choice where do the people in this movie know that zombies are a thing or not? Like mm. the zombie movies exist in the world in which this zombie movie is set. Or are they like, look, it's zombies? Or are they like, what the hell is going on? The dead are coming back to life and I don't have any word for this. Justin's getting booped in real time for yeah, us. Yeah, but I think he's it, watching It might be B-roll on that. <laughs> yeah. I, one thing that I love about this game is I think they've sort of thread the line perfectly between like the original is so cheesy and it's cheesy in a really great way and they didn't remove that but they they made it maybe a little bit more serious in some ways but they still kept the cheese like fully dialed up to 11 so it's like yeah. a weird balance where it's just like i'm just living during these cutscenes because they're so stupid and ridiculous and fun but there is a seriousness that's in line with like the last remakes and stuff yeah. and then it's just like I mean, it's a very bad dudes plot though so it can't i mean really it is go it's, 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 <laughs> well except yeah in bad dudes it's actually the president yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and what a what a what a scenario gotta save the president's daughter from oh, a zombie uh, parasite infection yep. love it she was taken it's like, he's like Liam Neeson basically she's also I will yes. say less annoying in this game in yeah. a lot of different Actually, ways it's fine yeah yeah Resident Evil 4 remake it is Game Scoop recommended we already have like so many game of the year contenders oh, I know God. that's what I said 2023 man it's gonna be insane it's a good yeah. year what a great year already love it This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Justin, do we need to say goodbye to you? It's 11.56. Well, what's the next segment? <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about next? Well, I could give you a choice. We could talk about whether or not Tears of the Kingdom is a AAA game. Oh, or what? we could talk yeah, okay, about... Okay, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that and say, yes, of course it is. Okay. Well, And then, um, and then that might be all I have to contribute that because, yeah, I have to okay. double book. All right. Well, then, in that case, let's check in with the listeners. 
Okay, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a hey, listeners, and I'll say goodbye. Okay, <laughs> hey, listeners. <laughs> okay, we're saying goodbye to Justin. Viewers, listeners, remember you can reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like Bryson from Chicago did. Bryson says, with the release of Tears of the Kingdom on the horizon, it got me thinking, is it a AAA game? My knee-jerk reaction is yes, but the more I think on it, I'm not so sure. When I think of AAA games, I think hyper-realistic graphics, expensive motion capture, voice acting, and action-packed set pieces, games like Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, and Cyberpunk. Breath of the Wild, and I assume Tears of the Kingdom, doesn't really have any of that. That's not a knock on the games at all. Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. It's as good as any AAA game. I would just argue that it's not AAA as I understand it, and more broadly, I don't think Nintendo makes any AAA games anymore. They make games that are as good as AAA and sell like AAA, but not really AAA. What do you all think? Is it AAA and I'm just thinking too hard? That's Justin a said rude absolutely. question. <laughs> yeah, what did Justin say? He said yes. absolutely is. And then yeah, he left. Bounced, and then he left, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, if we, do we consider this question answered and move on? No, no, I like to talk about this topic. Because, like, think about the first time... Where was the first time you heard the, the, the term AAA? I game? was thinking about this. I think it, was, it emerged in the late 90s. Mm. When games started to be uh, really go main, truly mainstream, weren't just for kids. And you had games like Final Fantasy VII, mm. which had really expensive CGI in it. And yeah. they had a huge marketing campaign. Yeah. There was orche- orchestral music I in it. I think the marketing campaign is a key part of I that. I think so. AAA games, it's an unofficial... Uh, term that we mm-hmm. use to describe games that have the the largest development budgets, the largest mm-hmm. development teams, mm-hmm. the biggest marketing budgets, the most the splashiest mm-hmm. marketing campaigns, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then on the player side, it's the games that you're going to spend a premium to play them. And when you get them, it's like they're it's like the skill tree is maxed out. It's like the biggest. Uh, the the you know the games you're going to spend the longest amount of time with the the what the best written stories the most polished experiences the mm-hmm. biggest set pieces that sort of thing it's like mm-hmm. everything is just all I, I want to point out, out too that they're generally expected to score and sell well yep. mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean they don't become they don't become a lesser game they're not they're still a triple A game if they score poorly and sell poorly mm-hmm. but like the the part of the thing that we consider and I, I will say my first. Uh, experience with really talking about games this way it was always ahead of e3s mm-hmm. especially in you know the 2000s era um we would say like we like list out all the games that are going to be at e3 and be like well this is a triple a game this is an a game this is a b it's like we actually would do tiers you remember that ign would lay out everything on a spreadsheet this is internal and classify games uh, by priority of, of what we yeah. needed to cover and that was based on our audience's preference and our mm-hmm. audience's interest and so i think that's become balled <clears throat> up in it so there's no question in my mind in terms of you know if this many people are interested in this game it's a triple a game and uh, th- where that gets confusing is you know there's minecraft legends coming out like, mm. Mm-hmm. Would we call that a triple A game? Well, I don't know if it's for our audience, but for some audience it is. Mm-hmm. But usually it's unambiguous. It, it's 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 the Marvel movies of games. It's mm-hmm. the most mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that are going to sell well. Mm-hmm. The bookends are things like uh, Elden Ring all the way to Call of Duty, where it's mm-hmm. like the standalone game that has a pedigree that everybody knows about, or a series that's been around forever that everybody plays. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. I read the question, and my also my knee jerk response was like, yeah, of course, Breath of the Wild is a AAA game. But then I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, okay, I can see where the thought might come from. It obviously doesn't have the production values as far as like motion capture and performance capture and 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 some of that sort of stuff that is in that we know of sure for sure for sure that is in something like uh you know a last of us part two or a a very big budget uh uh microsoft game like starfield will have like a lot of sort of stuff that just can't really be done on the switch you know Mm -hmm. and so then my mind went to okay well how big are budgets on something like these big nintendo games because i feel like there is some cost saved by there being like lower fidelity and, and stuff like that, but it's also not making it so they can make the games faster necessarily. They've spent six years making this game. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to look it up. There was a, a report where Shigeru Miyamoto said that the first Breath of the Wild would have to sell like 2 million copies to, to break even. Mm-hmm. And so you start doing some really stupid, not, not uh, official math, and you're like, okay, let's pretend of these $60 games, Nintendo gets like $50 of it. That would mean that the, the budget was pr- probably around like $100 million for Breath of the Wild. That's a AAA budget. That is a big budget for a video game. I have to assume- Or for a film. 
or for a film. And I have to assume that Tears of the Kingdoms is even bigger than that. Probably a lot bigger than yeah, that I at mean, this point. It's the biggest game, file size-wise, that Nintendo's yeah, ever made. Sure. It could very likely be the most expensive game Nintendo's yeah. ever made. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there was 100 core staff <laughs> members who worked on the first Breath of the Wild and like 300 people in the credits. That's a huge group. That is a AAA-sized development team. You know, and, and indies, indies complicate things when you try to define AAA because like AAA isn't about quality necessarily. Because see Cyberpunk. Yeah, exactly. And, and then like really, really great indie games like, uh, like Hollow Knight. That's an amazing game. Definitely not a AAA game by really any definition besides it was really well received. But um, it's, it's an interesting thought. Um, and categorizations can get kind of silly. There was the term quadruple A that was thrown around mm-hmm. um, for the... Uh, uh, Ubisoft has used it for... Uh, they've used it. Skull and Bones. Which oh, is funny. Yep. Hilarious. Even. And I think it was actually Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. That's yeah. the one I was trying to think of. And, you really? know. Yeah, yeah the, with the initiative, right? Okay. Yeah. And I have to assume, okay, what does that mean? Like, what does that extra A add up to in their minds? Is yeah. it more budget? Like, what is, what is that extra A? It, it's, it's ultimately not a useful terminology, yeah. but it is, it is shorthand, you know. We can easily call something a I, w- I would want to resist getting hung up on the cinematic Mm. part of triple a mm-hmm. so that's like saying like like we just talked about like big casts or or a lot of motion capture like those are those are movie things like mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the game is has that i'd say a good example of a triple a type of game that wouldn't have that would be street fighter like mm-hmm. or or fighting game like mortal Kombat or something like those are clearly triple a games but like they're not they have no components of like movie making well they i guess they did when they like used to shoot uh, mortal Kombat yeah. actors and take pictures yeah. of them yeah. put, put them together but mortal Kombat has all these good like movie like you could play through the story as a movie yeah that's true and i'm sure they have motion capture in like those cinematics you know yeah but but yeah it's, you're it's right. nothing like last of us so. but if, if that is your metric for for measuring a triple a game then like yeah there's ba- basically no nintendo games that are that anymore but like but we know fine. they are i mean it's it's, it's mario yeah, right? Mario mm-hmm. will never have never you know a big 3D Mario game is mm-hmm. as triple A as you can be, and it has none of that stuff. And Mario Odyssey is also better than the vast majority of other triple A games. This so, is true. this is true. Yeah, I think Tears of the Kingdom uh, meets the definition of triple A game mm-hmm. in my mind. They call it triple M games for Mario. Triple M. <laughs> yeah, triple mm-hmm. Z's for Zelda. This is Lance Anderson. Says, hey, Scoop Gang, I was just hanging out and listening to you guys, and Sam mentioned something about mom-and-pop stores leaking mm. the crap out of stuff. I was wondering if you guys have an opinion just on these this week. little <laughs> shops that break street dates. Is this in any way hurting the people who make the games? Is there anything inherently wrong with it? My local store hooks me up, and I've gotten AAA games as early as a Tuesday when the release date is Friday. I'm nice. curious to hear your opinions. I love it. You I love think it? it's really cool. You like the leaks? Uh, it does hurt developers that are specifically hung up on spoilers mm. because people can post the entire games ahead of the things. But yeah. I don't think people should, including developers, get hung up on spoilers. So I still don't have a problem with it. Mm. I, think the, I think the issue is, like, I think if you can get a game on a Tuesday and it's supposed to come out on a Friday, that has got to be the most fun feeling in the world. It feels yeah. so like, good. That's and you awesome. feel added pressure to beat the game before yeah. anybody else plays it. But if you get that copy of the game and you leak the entire game on the internet, you're kind of a, a, a poop head. You, you shouldn't be doing that. That's just rude. Um, and you might even get the mom and pop store in trouble, uh, which you don't want to do that either because it, it's hard to be a mom and pop video game store. So, yeah, I mean, should they do it? No, but it happens. And if it happens to you, congratulations. Yeah, I don't really sit down, or it wouldn't bother me if the, the publisher is, who was just trying to control the exact time and moment when everyone can play the game, that, I don't, I'm not worried about them. But it is, it's very easy to encounter a spoiler online accidentally. Mm-hmm. So if there is a game you're looking forward to coming out, someone is like leaked info, you could, you could, it's, it, even if you're not seeking it out, you could see it accidentally that on happens. your social yep. feed. So that's the only risk, I think, in my mm-hmm. mind. But that happens one day after the game comes out, too. That's true. Yeah. I mean, as soon as the game comes out, people stream it for 24 hours and then they're ready to ruin everything for you. So yeah. it's just kind of unavoidable. Yeah. True. And I don't think there's a lot of mom and pop shops anyway. So yeah, this is becoming a greater thing. problem than it was you know, 20 years ago or something. I did get Deus Ex Human Revolution, I think it was. The, the second oh. or the third of the uh, remake things. Or were there only two of them? 
I only remember the Deus Ex 3. Did they do another one after that? I guess they did. Whatever, Whichever one uh, came out in like 2011 or 12, uh, there was a mom and pop store right outside of my dorm room in freshman year. And they gave it to me like on a Monday when they were supposed to give it to me on a Friday or whatever. So and cool. I was psyched. And, that's, and that was a very good game. So that was fun. That was the only time it's ever happened to me. I mean, press outlets used to seek out. I was just going to say, iTunes doesn't do this anymore. Does doesn't need to. But yeah, way back in the day when I first started, yeah, routinely, we'd like check in with mom and pop stores to see if a game was available yet so we could get a head start That's really on, cool. on yeah. reviewing There's it. a famous one in New York City that New York outlets that do not include IGN used to use all the time. I believe they're still around. All right, and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Brian in New Hampshire. We're down, you're down a, down a guesser. Mm-hmm. So we get 10 more questions. 10 more questions, 30 <laughs> questions. Uh, Brian says, he, he has some info, maybe this will help you out. He says, I have a second job doing laundry for a hotel at night, so I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts, but GameScoop Night is by far my favorite. Nice. I'd like to submit Redacted for Video Game 20 Questions. I recently played it, and thanks to Redacted, I finally completed it. And it felt as good as I imagined it would, redacted. Anyways, thanks for giving me a distraction from the tedium of folding towels and sheets, and I will continue to look forward to hearing the latest scoops about everything the video game world has to offer. And with that... Do you think he used a strategy guide to let get it? I the questioning begin. I think he used an IGN guide. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Metroid Prime. Mm. Interesting. And we just redid that. Is the game Metroid Prime? No. <laughs> um... Okay, what do you what, one question? What do you want to start with? Last time we went so overboard on the genre thing. <laughs> yeah, we won't do that. And there's always a, a person or persons that's complaining about us asking questions that are not about the game. And I'm actually conscious of that because I do like asking questions about whether you know you can play as a human or not. Mm. Can you play as a human in this game? Yes. Okay. Oh, you know what? The, this one helped us last time if we did it early on. Is this a licensed game? No. Okay. That would have helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um. Does this game uh, take place in the space region? <laughs> yes. Oh, so like sci-fi. It's got to be sci-fi then. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Is this a remake? No. Does oh. it have a remake? No. That's oh, five. Okay. Okay. Phew. So space game. You play as a human. Mm-hmm. So it's not Dead Space. Or, or Metroid Prime Remastered. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you shoot things in this game? Yes. Hmm. Are there things that are not humans that you shoot? Or, sorry, uh, are there aliens in this game? Yes. Okay. I mean, Metroid is still viable on a lot of fronts. No, no, no. It's got remade and it's a remake. Well, no, but not that, not specifically that one necessarily. Oh. But there's a lot of Metroid games that it can't could be Elfusion. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we should ask if you only play as one character, or like something along the lines of like you play as like a single defined character, as opposed to like you can create. Can you your play own. as a lady? Yes. Can you only play as a single, <laughs> solitary lady? It is one specific lady that you play as. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is a Metroid game, maybe. We could have got this so much earlier. Okay. Is this game uh, 2D or 3D? He can't answer that. Oh, wait. Sorry, sorry. I, I apologize. Sometimes my brain farts out. Is this game a 2D game? Yes. That's 10. Was it recently re-released on the Game what, Boy he's... Advance oh, okay, online sorry. channel? Yes. So it's Fusion. Is, is this Metroid Fusion? Yes. I love Metroid 12 Fusion. 12 questions. <sighs> Good old SAX. Nice. Nicely job. Nice. Right there. Yep. Uh, yeah. So he was playing. He recently re- he would like to submit Metroid Fusion. Since I recently played it, and thanks to modern upgrades such as Rewind features, I finally completed it. Felt as good as I imagined That's it would. That's supposed to be really helpful to save states in, in, in that game, which I, I, I think is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's I, a little. People are also enjoying the save states in Mario Brothers Three, which mm. I think is funny because I never cared about those, but it's supposed to be helpful. Yeah, there was. I saw some. I think it was Chris Kohler saying yeah. that Mario Brothers Three absolutely should have had yeah. save states when it yeah, was originally. Yeah, Ray Barnhall was. I don't. I don't find three that hard. It's definitely difficult. They're, they're saying that like. I guess the argument is that like there's a lot to explore that people would skip past because you don't. Mm. Uh, Go to, go to those areas because you're not using save, you're not going through the game. But, you know, the warp whistles kind of get you around that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess the, my take on that has always been, like, I the goal of me playing that game was to see everything. and was, like, mm-hmm. to try to find all the cool stuff and, like, explore all the weird areas. So it never bothered me that it's, like, well, this time I'm going to go to this world mm-hmm. and explore it because that's what I wanted to do. So you know, The, the only games I've own. ever used save states on 
Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with using save states. Use whatever you want to use uh, to play a game and enjoy a game. Um, but the only ones I've ever used it on are games that I don't think I can beat on my own reasonably without like yeah. dedicating my life to it. And, and that when is you Zelda 2. Old games. I Dude, am I not ever going to play two. that game. It was so great. Yeah, I it's talked so about it right here on GameScoop. Using the rewind features? Uh, yeah, rewind and save, save states. states yeah. I actually kind of like so it with, with save states. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I used a guide too. Yeah, everything about it was really great. Yeah. I, I thought it was it, that game absolutely helped but yeah. being able to save to the second. That, there's some BS in the late there, game. There they're really. That final dungeon is like insane. And the uh, I don't the, know how anybody ever beat that final boss. The real Mario 2, the like the lost levels, I yeah. also yeah. used save states on because otherwise no, I'm never That's gonna a good that one game. too. Yeah. I, I I tried it with uh, Mike Tyson's punch out and it was like so funny because it's like you you know, you get like one, one little punch in, you like save it, you're like, got it. You know, or you block And then you have to thing. be ready when you load it, you have to be like ready to Yeah, it's it's probably harder than doing it yeah. with, or in a different different type of yeah. difficulty, but it was really fun. And yeah. I I don't think I've ever beat Mike Tyson yeah. using that. But I got Really far in the game. You know, it's funny with Metroid Fusion, uh, that game came out the same day that the original Metroid Prime did. So yeah. our initial guess came out the same day. I know, I know. Um, and I actually, I really love Fusion. Um, I think there are issues with it, you know, it, it's a little bit too narrative heavy and, um, and things along those lines. But like stylistically, it's really fun. It's really colorful. Mm -hmm. Using the parasites to sort of regain health and ammo and all that stuff is also like a really fun system. And uh, and I was, I was so excited when Dread got announced because mm -hmm. like yeah. there was clearly so much more to explore. And now I'm still excited for it whenever they do a, a Metroid 6 as a, as a 2D game. I really hope that Mercury's team is making a Metroid 6. Mm -hmm. um, one tip to anyone out there, who's playing Metroid Fusion, if you're stuck in a room, a specific room, oh and there's a jump up this here, and you can't puzzle. make it, and you're just like, what is happening? You're trying to shoot everything, and it's just not working. You're supposed to get into the morph ball mm -hmm. and lay a bomb like two spaces back from that wall. There's yeah. nothing indicating that you're supposed to do that. And a lot of people will claim, oh, that's just Metroid. Bomb everything. <laughs> that's a bad design in some instances, and this is one of the instances that it's a bad design. So if you're stuck, just 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 bomb the floor for a little bit and yeah. a weird thing will come up and boost you up. I always uh, get criticized for talking about how you can't backtrack in this game, so it like makes me mm. mad at it and mm. it makes it not seem like a Metroid game. I think that's fair. Well, okay, but I always get corrected where people are like, no, you absolutely can backtrack. That is 100% true. The people that comment on that are right, because at the end of the game, you can do a collectible run. Um, which is which is cool. That that's that's mm. totally fine. But you can't do a collectible run to like beef up uh, things in certain parts of the game because you get cut out of them. So yeah. you, you're served well if you're going to play, you know, like a, a really hard run or something uh, to follow a guide because you, mm -hmm. there's missable stuff until the end of the game. Does that make more sense? Mm -hmm. I think so. And lots it's of not really, missable permanently. Lots of really fun. Lots of really fun creative bosses in this game too. That I feel like uh, Metro Dread like sort of took the torch with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's still the second worst uh, 2D Metroid game. But, is you know, is fine. 2, the original 2, the worst? Yes. For Game Boy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fair. I, I, I actually have never well, played... I mean, Metroid is like... I, I like Metroid, but I can see why people wouldn't like it too much. But I mm -hmm. guess I guess this is better than Metroid. So it's the third worst. I think when you... I, I, I sort of just replaced the first two with the remakes in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going to play through the five like mainline Metroid games, yeah. I'm going to use the remakes instead. Yeah. And Great. I would... It's, that's hard. I don't know. It's, worst. it's also the third best, then. No, is the second. Are there only six? Aren't there five? Well, there's, I'm including the remake, so it's oh, like okay. there's oh, okay, zero okay. mission. I think is the best. Yeah. Mm, and then after that, I would say Dread now, which is really mm, cool. So good. And then uh, Super Metroid, mm. and then Return of Samus, the remake, and then this, gotcha. and then two, and then one, okay. and then, or whatever, mm. one then two, mm. something like that. Well, nicely job you got there. I, w I wish you would have guessed uh, Metroid Fusion on your first guess. That I don't think we've never cool. had. We've never had. We were this close. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, well, a one guess game of twenty questions. Yeah, we read his eyes. The Damon gave us the eye signal that said, Did "Do he? you really want to get?" Yeah. Because if you guess the wrong game, you lose. Oh, so, yes. oh no. That's okay, that's what you meant. Okay, no, I was never going <laughs> to actually guess it. I was just having a fun a funsies. Because I, I figure if you, because he said the question. Mm -hmm. You know, and if and if it, if you would have said the question, you would have been like, "That is right." Yeah, I feel like <laughs> if, 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 if that, that would have been case. a funny. I yeah. think that's what Damon would have done. Yeah, but the hesitation gave us all we need to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, before we sign off, real quick, uh, just a random question that maybe Sam would be, have the answer for: Star Wars mm -hmm. it takes place a long time ago in a galaxy, galaxy far, far, far away. away. 
what's up with that galaxy today? Yeah, is it could it, have collided with another galaxy. Is it still there, or is it, is it long gone? Is there a, is there a thought about that among, a black amongst hole. the Star Wars well, fandom? Well, all, all, all objects in the universe are moving slowly apart from one another, and galaxies do uh, deform. If we were looking at that galaxy, it might look like it did then, though, because we're mm -hmm. seeing starlight from right. you know, millions to billions of years ago. So, yeah, that galaxy gone, I bet. Mm. The only time I've ever been sent to the principal's office, I was being kind of a, a, a shithead one day, and uh, I was in AP English, and the teacher was going over like uh, tenses and future and past and settings and all of this stuff, and he was talking about future settings, and he's like, for instance, Star Wars takes place in the future. And Who of course, your teacher my teacher did, and so I interrupted him because uh, um, he needs actually, to be interrupted. <laughs> actually, it takes place a long time ago. They sometimes ask, they sometimes ask this, and Damon <laughs> always makes it clear that. And so I did that, and he was just like, "You are on thin ice, buddy." And then I said one other joke, and I got sent to the principal. <laughs> what other joke? Well, uh, he said something. A <laughs> I don't think he it's was, a joke. He was he was talking about. Um, but did everybody like cackle? You're like, ah, actually, it's yeah, a long yeah, time. They were they did laugh at like, that. Ah, uh, no, he said something about like literal versus figurative, and he's like, "A car can't literally be cool." And I'm just like, "Snow plows, ice cream yeah. trucks." <laughs> <laughs> and then I got sent to the principal's office. <laughs> and then I was on the case. That's great. I love it. Uh, all right, viewers, listeners, if you have your own questions or suggestions for video game twenty questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you to Sam. Thank you, Colin. Thank you to the ghost of Justin. Thank you to Tom and Tayo working behind the scenes to make this episode possible here in our LA studio. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. I'm gonna go back and play some more Resident Evil 4. there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky i wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet jason ritter i can break things and pick locks and kill people michael stuhlbarg the whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better ari grainer no don't whet its appetite what are you an idiot me justin martha that's not just any egg cream that's a lemke's special and all narrated by the hilarious richard kind this is the story of harry dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.